What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Timmy Comics Cast. I'm your host, Tanner Kirby, alongside my friend, Mr. Timmy Comics himself. Oh, Riley. I'm Riley. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was going for it. I, I didn't know either. I was just going for it. Right. Uh, I'm your host, Tanner Kirby. Uh, as you know, each and every Shimmy Comics cast, we talk about what we've been reading for the month, as well as comic books, movies, TV, everything related to nerd culture, video games, and comic books. Mainly comic books, though. And uh, usually we have three people here. Uh, this episode is just going to be me and Riley. Oh. Wyatt had to go to a funeral, because it's Wyatt. He's not always right. Sometimes he kills people. What the heck, man? Yeah, that's what Wyatt does. <laughs> that's a little far. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I feel like there's a darker side to Wyatt. A side that we don't know about. I'm just saying I wouldn't a make a joke side. about a funeral. A murderous <laughs> side kind of, to Wyatt. That's kind of bad. Yeah, but it's a murderous side <laughs> to Wyatt. Anyway. Like he's reading all these um, books. What's in these books, Rob? We don't know. We don't read. We don't know what he's reading. We don't read. I read. Have you read what Wyatt read, Sue? Some of it. Like this. All Wyatt's I'm saying is, this. all I'm saying is, Wyatt might snap one day. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh. One day he'll just snap. He's doing all this acting. He, yeah. He's doing all these acting and plays and stuff. Because, in case you didn't know that, Wyatt's an actor. And, you know, I think he's just trying to come up with his alibi. Mm. You know? Just trying to play it off. That's a hot Be like, take. I don't know. That's a hot take. Right? He's just like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He's a perfect actor. He's been training for this moment his whole life. By acting. Remember when he was Scar? That should tell you one thing. Scar, yeah. He killed Mufasa. What does that tell you? Who was he before? Uh, the cat in the hat. God, evil. 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 Pure evil cat in the hat. Yeah, he, he has a practice. <laughs> he practices <laughs> going into children's houses when their moms are away. Yep. And bringing two weird things to dance around their house. <laughs> We miss you, Wyatt. <laughs> you murdering sack of shit. <laughs> okay, let's start out this podcast with how we start out every single podcast. Which is, what have we read this month? Alright. Um, so, Wyatt and I will be doing an episode of uh, Novel Nook on this one, but this is called Halo the Flood. Um, I believe Wyatt has talked about it on this podcast before. He probably has, yeah. Um, now, the Flood are the villains of Halo. Well... The Covenant is what you know about, but the Flood are kind of like a, a zombie alien race. Are they in the newer ones? No. Um, are they the villains of the new games? This is a novelization of the first game. Okay. Yeah. So, and honestly, I don't remember a lot of this stuff from the game. Um, probably just because I don't remember it, but um, I feel like it goes into like a better detail and characterization of the people in it. Um but the flood are like these aliens that the um, the forerunners have tried. They've tried to um, keep them separate from the rest of the universe because they're like a plague. If they get loose, the whole universe is probably gonna be taken over by them. So what they do is like they infect living creatures and take over their bodies. Okay. So. This whole thing takes place on the Halo. So they're Emperor Palpatine. Sure. <laughs> um. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just mention something before you finish? Okay. With this. Have you heard that they're, they're saying that he's a clone now? That Palpatine's a clone? Yeah. 
I that decaying body is just like an imperfect clone. Like he actually did die, but then they put his consciousness into this decaying clone oh, thing. That's interesting. Yeah, you don't appreciate that in the movie, but you know, whatever. Why not come out after? Oh, you mean like Disney saying that? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it makes no sense. I didn't know that. Yeah, they just—they're just doing a J.K. Rowling here. They're just adding all this stuff. That's but cool. he was gay. Nah, I think he's black. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, that's, that's what J- dumb. it's doing—the J.K. Rowling thing. Yeah. But apparently, Halo was built to contain the flood. Okay. So that they don't get out, and they're they're also being held for like observation, you know, because they're scientists. Mm-hmm. And the um, there's this like robot floating orb thing. He's called the Orbiter, and uh, he's been monitoring this halo for like over a hundred thousand years, something crazy. Okay. So it's just been him, and now the the Covenant and the humans have found this halo. And they're fighting for it because they see it as a potential weapon. Okay. So, you know, whoever wins this is going to have Halo and could potentially turn the tide of the whole war between them. So, um, the Covenant's trying to get control of it because, you know, they're familiar with it already. And they could really use it to help them just annihilate the humans. But... Um, the human race, when they find out about this, they're like, hey, we need to grab this weapon. If we don't grab it, we're definitely going to lose. And if we do, you know, we, we could potentially win this whole thing. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in the book. And, um, yeah, some interesting things happen in it with different characters. It follows um, Lieutenant McKay. She's like an ODST trooper. Do you know anything about ODSTs? Dude, I don't know shit about Halo. Okay. Um, there's a whole game of ODSTs. Right. Halo 3, correct? Halo 3 ODST. It's like its own game. So they're like kind of the Marine Special Forces. Okay. And they like... Tell me this. Is this amount of lore explained in the game? Yeah. Or are you getting it strictly from the book? Because I remember people's complaints with Destiny, which we all know is Bungie's like new game series. Mm-hmm. People's complaints with that was like, there's no story in the actual game itself. Like it's all different. Oh no, you like, get things you get you plenty of stuff in the oh, game. Okay. Um, anything that you read in the novel is just kind of um, added on to that. But the good thing about it is like the novels did kind of come first. Like the first right. one did, Fall of Reach. It came before the first game. Um, but they wrote that book so that they would have a good basis for the game. Sure. Um, just to do some world building. But when they started writing these books, I think they were kind of going hand in hand with the games. Oh. So they, there was a lot of um, back and forth between these writers and the game makers. Okay. So there's not much um, conflict between the two. Um, so if, if you played the games, you're not going to learn many new things from these books. But it kind of just builds onto it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, we're going to be doing an episode on this whole thing to get more in depth. I definitely recommend it. It's a very good book. Um, and I look forward to finishing out the rest of the series. I also started um, Hunter Hunter. Roger, Roger. Yeah, by Yoshihiro Tagashi. And this is the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho. 
Ooh, I do love me some Yu Yu Hakusho. From that, I remember when I was a child. I think you would love this too, because um, it's uh, it reminds me a whole lot of the original Dragon Ball series. It's about a little kid, and he goes on an adventure, and there's cool creatures and stuff, that kind of thing. Does it have an anime? Yeah. I was about to say. I feel like I've I've seen the ad for it. I don't know how much of it is made into the anime because I know they stopped. Mm-hmm. But the manga has been like kind of on and off for the past several years, so um, I don't know how much of it is left. Gotcha. But basically, in this world, um, there's people called hunters, and it's like an elite group that you join. Um, you have to pass the hunter exam, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they said one in every it's one in every ten thousand or hundred thousand people even make it to the exam. Right. Um, and then only a few people pass every couple of years mm-hmm. in the exam. So they only do the exam once a year. So you can imagine um, just how many people actually pass this thing. Yeah. There's a lot of people that actually, you know, they're they're called like regulars. They come back and they keep taking the exam and keep failing. Yeah. Um, but it's about this little kid named Gon. 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 <laughs> they're like a dinosaur cartoon that they're, Scott would watch called Gonk or something. Or Gon. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a manga. Was it? <sighs> I don't know if there was a cartoon with it though. He watched the cartoon on Netflix. Because, like, the manga doesn't even have any words in it. You just follow yeah. a dinosaur. Yeah, it's just a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think we're thinking the same thing. I didn't know oh. they made a cartoon of it, though. Yep. Um, but along the way... Oh, actually, Gon's parents were, like... I don't remember. He said it was an accident. But they kind of allude to the fact that they're still alive. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the mom, but I know the dad is alive. And he is also a hunter. And he is like... He has the potential to be a three-star hunter, which they have one, two, and three. Three being the highest. And that's like being a hunter, but being even a a better hunter, you know, with accolades and stuff like that. So um, he's like really good. And I think the dad kind of left... But he left Gon with uh, Gon's aunt, mm-hmm. and she raised him. Um, but it's kind of revealed later that the aunt wanted him to leave Gon behind because she didn't like, she didn't trust him to raise him or anything. So um, that was kind of her fault that he didn't grow up with a dad. Right. But he's not really broken up about it. He's pre- a pretty cheerful kid. He's got natural ability to be a hunter, so that makes him very interesting to watch. Um, just just like Goku, you know? Yeah. Like, he was good from the beginning. Um, and then he goes, and on the way to get to the exam, he has to go through different um, people that lead you to it. And if they don't think you're worthy, they won't, they won't show you the right path. Yeah. And uh, he gets through all of that, he gets to the exam, and he meets um, these two guys called... I think their names are Kurapika. Jimbo and McGillicuddy. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Kurapika and Leorio. 
So here's Gon right there. That's Leorio and that is Kurapika. And um, you you watch Yu Hakusho. Kurapika right. is kind of like uh, Karama, you know, the dude with the rose whip. Yes. He's, he's a lot like that okay. character. Um, so they're going through Who's these. Who's the guy with the orange hair? The orange hair? Really tall. He reminded me a lot of Joey. What? His name might be Joey. Oh, oh, you mean on Yu Hakusho? Yeah. Um, Kuwabara. Yeah, Kuwabara. Yeah. Cool kid. Cool guy. I guess Leorio is kind of like that character. Gotcha. Um, so they're going through the exam. They finally get to it. And the first leg of the exam is just to go on a, long, a really long run. Mm-hmm. But they don't know how long it is. It turns out to be 100 kilometers. I don't put that in American perspective. About... I don't know exactly. Put that in American perspective. <laughs> it would be like 70 or 80 miles, I think. <laughs> 70 or 80 miles. I think. You just got to run it, right? Yeah, in one go. Nice. Nice. All right, now let's see. 100 kilometers. 62 miles. Okay. But that's a really freaking long way <laughs> to go in one go. Um... But they, they go through a tunnel the whole way. And they finally make it to the second part, which is like a jungle. And they right. they like hunt these giant monster creatures. And that was cool. And then the the next part they had to cook for these people called gourmet hunters. And their specialty is that they like to search out good food. <laughs> They're like connoisseurs, I guess. So they're different kind of hunters. Yeah, and some yeah. of them are just searching for food. Yeah, but they're, they're really good hunters, though, also. Because they, they well, said are all hunters searching for food, technically? Well, kind of. Some of them are like um, what you would call mercenaries and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so they do different things. And treasure hunters, there's that, too. Um, but, yeah, these, these gourmet hunters are also good hunters because, like, you know, they said that... You know, people that have good food, they're usually not very eager to give it up. Right. And they run into a lot of hostility. So, and there's also this guy, uh, what is his name? Hiroshima or something? Hiroshima. No, that's not his name. Hisoka. Ahsoka? Hisoka. Hisoka. So he looks kind of like the Joker a bit. Yes. He is really scary. He's also one of the hunter examinees, and uh, like he can throw cards and slice people with them, and he he just likes to kill other con- contestants for the fun of it. So that that makes him pretty scary. That makes it more interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what the last thing left off with was. Um, the next part of the exam, they're going through like this giant tower. And there's people waiting inside for them to, like, put put them through all these obstacles and stuff. Yeah. And they expect a lot of these people to die when they do it. So um, it turns out that there's a lot of um, prisoners in there who have, like, multiple life sentences stacked up. So they said for every hour that you hold them back, that will be um, a year off your sentence. Okay. They only have 72 hours to complete this. So... 
you know, if they can hold someone there and not let them pass, that would be 72 years off their sentence. Mm -hmm. um, but some of these prisoners are pretty tough, and um, it's cool to watch them fight. Let them fight. Yeah. So that's where I left off on the second one. Would you like it so far? I, I'm loving it so far. I got through these books pretty quick. How many volumes are there? Right now, there's like 36, I think. They've got one of them big old cases for yeah, it. You would think, but I haven't seen one. I saw that they had the Dragon Ball ones on sale this week. Yeah. They do them for a lot of things. I don't know why they haven't done this one. Hunter, Hunter. That's how the um, Toonami ad would go. Hunter, Hunter. And next time on Hunter, Hunter. All right, so uh, what I read this month, are you, are you finished? Uh, wow. That's a small pile for Rally Day. Well, I read Harleen. We both did. Yeah. But uh, I still read, so I read uh, Darth Vader number one. The new one. The new one. Yeah. Have you heard about the spoiler ending? Mm-mm. Go ahead. Spoiler ending for Darth Vader number one. Uh, Padme's still alive. I haven't read number two yet, but at the end he like comes in a room and there's Padme and she's like, "What up?" Okay, so that so it's it's interesting because it's like you know did she die? Did they like fake her death? Like what happened here? They cloned her. Maybe maybe she's a clone. Maybe she's not Palpatine really. Palpatine did it. Maybe she's not. Yeah, that's what I think. I'm like this is probably some Palpatine trick yeah. or something. Uh, but it's really interesting because it's like you know it kind of breaks canon, but it's also really interesting to see how Vader would interact with her. Right. And I don't know. It's really interesting. I'm I'm gonna continue to read that because that's that's a hook. That's a hook for yeah. me. That's a big hook. So I'll I'll keep reading that. I also read. Uh, to me, that's not really a spoiler. That's something that would draw me in. Yeah, you know? that's what would draw most people in. But yeah, Padme's alive. I don't know what that would do with canon and whatnot, but she's alive at the end of that issue, which is weird because it doesn't look like they like use Natalie Portman as like the model for. Her. So then you're kind of like, eh, is it Padme? <laughs> Hmm. But also, he refers to her as Padme, so I assume. Um, but I digress. I also read um, Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren, hmm. number three, I believe. Been enjoying that? Yes, I've been. I, the last one's already out. I need to read it. I haven't read it yet. thought about reading it before I came here. But uh, so we see Ben uh, Solo again. Um He's searching for the Knights of Ren. Mm -hmm. He finally meets with Ren. And this is after, and they're asking him, the only way you can enter the Knights of Ren is if you've killed somebody. So then Ben tells the story of how he killed someone. Hmm. And it wasn't Luke. So, because everybody thought that Luke was dead, but he's not. Um, no, it's about one of those Padawans who were in the first issue. Mm -hmm. And they, like, confront him, because he goes to this temple to try to figure something out or whatever and um there's the three padawans that he'd met and he'd fought with and then ran away well now they're all here and they're trying to stop him and bring him back and stuff and ben is fighting with them and he someone he's actually accidentally throws someone off a cliff basically right or they fall off a cliff and he holds them right to mm -hmm. try to make them not fall or whatever because he doesn't want them to fall and then a guy behind him, like, throws his saber at it, Ben. And Ben's like, 
no and he like hits it and it like ricochets back and like kills the guy <laughs> so okay. then yeah that's the first person he killed and then that, okay. that's how that goes and then you see the two padawan that are still alive and they're like holding each other but yeah that's how that issue ends so it's interesting to see kind of who was the first one he killed so i assume the next the next uh, issue will be about him either killing Ren or becoming the leader of the Knights of Ren. So it's but, just a four-parter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's only four parts. So it'll be interesting to see. I want to see how he gets this cool helmet and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that monkey man makes it again. <laughs> Remember that? The freaking monkey guy? Yeah. So like, when did monkeys come in? <laughs> Why are monkeys here now? And it looked just like Planet of the Apes. And I was like, that's impressive, Star Wars. That's impressive. And I also read this. Yeah. Which we will both talk about, because it's freaking dope, and it's good. It was very good. Very, very good. So, Riley. Okay. First initial thoughts on Harleen. So, I waited for the hardcover. Impressive. Because I was like, well, it's not that far out from the regular issues coming out. But it's got this cool, clear mm-hmm. dust jacket that I really like. I like that the inside's different. Yeah. But this is a Black Label title by... Uh, I really love these black labels. Just say Deepin Sedgic. I don't really know how you say that name. I'm pretty sure the last name is Sedgic though. He's an yeah. artist, a very good artist. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I was intrigued that he was writing a story, but I was kind of cautious because you know some artists are not good at writing a story. Um, boy, was I wrong. Uh, yeah, this was very good. Yeah. He put together a really good story. So you were gonna read this before I even read it, right? Yeah. I was um, I was actually just planning on reading it just to talk about it in this episode, but yeah. um, since you read it too, I thought we could get into in depth with it and actually talk about it. Yeah, so black label stuff. I really enjoy black label stuff, and I kind of wish that DC would just abandon canon and just go to black <laughs> label stuff. Just like, okay, that's give us more. books like this. Give us books like this, like monthly of different characters, different stories. I would love that. I'm so down much for more. this, but like doing it this way like requires a lot of time, and uh, I mean it, but it look took at the him... finished result. You get sexy Joker. Well, I know, but like sexy Joker, he was very sexy. He was very sexy. Him and Harley, yeah, they were both like the prettiest people known to man. I was like Jesus. Yeah. All right, but like it, it took him several years to get this pitch approved and actually put into a final product. Yeah, um, it's, it's you know it's hard issues. to pitch sexy Joker. Yeah, like, he pulled out. it off. Joker, six pack. <laughs> he pulled it off. Joker, six pack. Um, but this is like three issues. They they are kind of oversized and they're um they're like bigger than a regular comic. They're like that wide mm-hmm. instead of like this. Um, Similar yeah. to the Batman Damned. Had three yeah, issues. It's the same kind of thing. So Batman Damned wasn't that good. No. Had bat penis, though. I haven't read it, but I'm sure this was much better. It was. Batman Damned just kind of ended up being Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect it, so it was like, oh. Because <laughs> I didn't care that much for Justice League Dark, so it was just like a, yeah. to me. Um, I'm pretty much ready to give this like a 9.5. Yeah, I'd say so, too. It's good. Um... It's like, I was kind of expecting it to be like, hey, I used to be with the Joker, but now I'm not. Mm-hmm. You know, I was expecting that kind of story, but this is not that kind of story at all. Nope. Um, this just kind of embraces 
her relationship with the Joker. Didn't it kind of make you wish that this was the Harley Quinn movie instead of... <laughs> this is this would have made a good movie, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a really good movie. That Margot Robbie and everything. Yeah. But nah, we got... But like, scary. I'm honestly surprised. Damaged Joker. I'm honestly surprised this got approved. Because they're trying to push the whole independent Harley. Yeah. Now, so... This kind of comes a little late in the game for where the character is. But, boy, am I glad they approved it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, um, you don't get any of the, like, you get a little bit. You don't get a lot of the whole Joker abusing Harley. No, not at all. Um, it's like. It kind of makes you think that they actually do like each other. Have a good relationship, yeah. It was very well done. I think, do you think there, so at the end of the book, there's a, a, like, I don't know if they're like drafts or what, mm-hmm. but there's one where it's Poison Ivy and Joker like after they break up, right, right here. It's after they broke up, and I'm like, oh, are they gonna make a sequel? Because <laughs> like I'm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just call it like Quinzel. <laughs> Quinzel. Yeah, like this is Harleen, and the next one will be Quinzel. I love these variant covers they chucked in the back here. Dude, his art that is he awesome. also did. I love his art. You can tell it's highly influenced so by Arkham. That's the variant for issue one. It's got all the different villains Don't on it. Don't you think? Highly Ooh. influenced by Arkham. Yeah, yeah. And then two and three. I'll say Poison Ivy can get it. <laughs> From Harley. <laughs> Her and Harley both. And Joker. They're in a relationship <laughs> now. Hey, Joker for that matter. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, so this gets into de- a lot of in-depth about Harley before she's Harley Quinn um, as a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's pitching an idea to investors of, like, exploring the human mind where, like, if you're exposed to so much stress for a long period of time, it kind of deteriorates your brain. Mm-hmm. And she's also dealing with the like flight or f- flight or fight reflex. God. <laughs> um, and like, like yesterday in Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, a guy, a group of guys who I could clearly just throw a grenade at, throws a grenade at wall. <laughs> um, but like, if you use that for so long, you're like, you lose your ability to empathize with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is what she's wanting to explore, and that's why she's um, she goes gets a job at Arkham, and um, she's interviewing different patients. You know, like Mister Freeze, Killer Croc, Poison Ivy, and she'll get to the Joker last because she's really putting that off. The reason she's putting that off is because um, the night after that pitch to the investors, it didn't go too well for her, or so she thought. Um, she was having a drink, and she goes outside, and there's a uh, car chase between police and the joker the joker blows up a freaking car and she's right there and then shortly after that he comes out with a gun pointed to her face and says you picked a hell of a night for a walk (laughs) it's true well he decides not to shoot her and lets her live and so she's confused as to why he did that um was he out of bullets? Did he like me? You know, thoughts she's tossing around. 
And then there's a cool fight between Batman and Joker. And he's, um, Batman legit beats the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, he does. It was really cool. Kyle of that Batman. Yeah. And then she ends up, like, kind of cheering on with these other onlookers as Batman punches the crap out of the Joker. And as you do. They liken it to, like, the Romans when they were watching the gladiator fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Everybody's cheering, beat the shit out of Yeah. And she, she's like... She's like, this feels wrong, but it also, like, it feels right at the same right. time. So... One thing that's a recurring theme is that she, as a college student, slept with her professor, and like this. In the words of the late great Terry Funk, she's a whore. <laughs> There's this one girl that will not let it go, and she keeps like, you know, trying to bring it up. And yeah, you slept your way to the top, huh? Yeah, she's really mad about it. But did you know that guy was Lucius? Yeah, I mean the whole time that. though. No, not the whole time. Yeah, I didn't no, know until no, that. No. <laughs> Um, so Lucius Fox comes into the office and um, says, hey, I want to, you know, kick you some funding. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> you know, As you do. She's not very confident about herself and her idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, that this is the, the point that sends her on the path to Arkham. And I love this little shadow of Harley behind her as she's walking in for the first time thought that was cool and uh she meets the joker again uh they're they're bringing him in and um she's like wondering like did he recognize me or not mm-hmm. and i think he did because he kind of gives this look it stops talking Did that scale you? I'm scaled. Oh, at this point, also, Hugo Strange is the head of Arkham. I liked that. that was cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Also, like, our little cop friend guy. Yeah. What was his name? Bronson? Yeah, Bronson. But, yeah, this is her going through her files. She's trying to pick which person to interview first. And she's also, ever since encountering the Joker, has had this same nightmare about the Joker every mm-hmm. night. And she's kind of afraid to sleep, and she, like, drinks a lot of coffee for a few days and just doesn't sleep. Yep. Doesn't go, doesn't want to interview Joker. Yeah. Um, one key interview was her interview with this uh, former soldier who kind of lost it and mm-hmm. um, shot up, like, a, kind of a medical so clinic. Little, right? I mean, no. Well, no, no, not the medical clinic part, but the part where the woman had, like, killed his friend. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 that's not what I mean, though. Yeah. Um, he kind of, yeah, he just went and shot up a hospital. Yeah. And, uh, that's a war crime. Yes. <laughs> so, he was dishonorably discharged. And, um... You know, his whole thing was like, hey, it's us, it's us against them. They all have weapons. I mean, he kind of is right about that. Yeah. But, like, you know, he still handled it the wrong way. Yep. Um, But that is what she's... That's, like, 
the cornerstone of her case is that you know once somebody is exposed to so much stress they can no longer empathize with people right so she's trying to look for that more in the arkham patients but you know none of them are really willing to work with her um so she's went through all of the patients and now she's starting to watch t old tapes of Joker interviews and how he's just playing with the other um, psychiatrists. Um, she also has an encounter with uh, Harvey Dent and uh, he's the DA at the time and he's trying to get her to stop what she's doing because he's afraid that these criminals will get bailed out and um, none of them will go to jail, they'll all mm -hmm. go to Arkham and they'll, you know, just say that, you know, they lost the ability to empathize and they won't be punished, you know. Right. And he's really worried about that in particular because Arkham is not secure at all at this point. Um, people break out all the time. And this is the point where she finally has her first encounter with the Joker. Um... He's behind the glass wall at this cell. And not much really happens in this interview. Um, she just kind of... Tries to pick his brain. Yeah, and she's kind of scared too. But this is where um, she starts calling him Mr. J. Yep. She's, he says to call him J. Yeah. And she calls him Mr. J. And I really like this cover. <laughs> Mr. J. This is a cool cover. It's sexy Harley and sexy Joker. Uh, but this this is where Joker kind of starts the argument of like, you know, we're all monsters and everybody here is just waiting for the opportunity to become a monster. Because they want to let, let that out from underneath them. God, I like that scene of her bashing that guy's skull in when he tries to shoot the Joker. Yeah, this is like a flash forward moment. Yeah, she like hits him over the head with her bat. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, <but> Don't touch my button! <laughs> a lot of those interviews with Joker are kind of cut short because he's just like, I'm tired, I'm done. Yeah. Um, but they'll get longer later. Um, alright, so right here, this is where Harvey gets, gets the ass two on his face, yeah. Um, Maroney, right, it's Maroney? Yeah. He, uh, he Maroney's throws son got on him. put in, uh, prison, and he had donated to Harvey's campaign. Yeah. And then Harvey, he wanted him to do a favor and get his son out of prison. Harvey said, no, well, now you got a big old thing of acid in your face. Mm-hmm. And Maroney also gets... This is for my boy! Yeah. He also gets killed in a prison transfer by these uh, executioners who are like former cops. I like them. <laughs> but Batman stops them. Well, I mean, they already shot Maroney, but... Uh, then Harleen is uh, meeting up with Jim Gordon, trying to... She's going to try to interview some cops and, like, ask them, you know how they feel about the criminals of the city. Mm -hmm. And he's like, this is a really piss-poor time to be yep. asking cops about how they truly feel mm -hmm. <laughs> when they're all under the microscope 
being accused of being, being executioner. these executioners. And some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> some of them are actually being interviewed at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one of the guys they caught. And, I uh, mean, honestly, Riley, though, they're kind of right. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. If Batman would just fucking kill the Joker, everything would be fine. Nothing would happen. Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, oh, Batman's going to go crazy now. No, but, you just saved Joker, so many people. But Joker addresses that. Yeah. He says when he finally does snap, yeah. these cops are going to think that they can do the same thing. Well, just don't let it be Batman. Let it be somebody else. <laughs> Batman, like, dress up as someone Batman, else. you have so much money. Hire Deathstroke to slit <laughs> his throat. I'm just oh, saying. Gosh. The world would be a better place, Batman. I love the scene where she meets up with Batman for the first time. Yeah, and she's that's good. like, "What do you do? You think there's hope for these people?" And he's like, "Yeah, I hope there is." And she says, "Even the Joker." And he goes, "Well, many have tried to help this guy." Yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of walks off. Let's see what happens at this point. Another interview with the Joker. Uh, the, yeah, this is the part where I said Joker's talking about everybody's a monster. And she's having more nightmares about him. And, um, oh, this seems important. Uh, Joker paid off one of the guards to grab one of Harley's files. Um, and he, he read it, and that basically tells him everything he needs to know about her research so he's going to use that to kind of you know butter her up and uh play her yep he's trying to get an escape route pretty yep. much so he knows all the right answers um yeah this is where harley's like kind of drinking too much and stuff Mm-hmm. I like that she likes Ivy, too. And she, like, gives her the sunlight and stuff later in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where she starts watching Joker sleep at night. Like a creeper. Yeah. Total creep. Um, after Harvey got hit with that acid, they kind of uh, put him in a, a coma. He was in a coma, yeah. To uh, help him heal from his injuries, he wakes up, and I love this visual. I do too. How the he eyes sees from that eye. I thought that was really cool. It's scary. Yeah. And then we sit. We kind of see inside of Harvey's head with him as the judge and the executioner. Mm-hmm. At this press conference. Yeah, he goes really crazy cool and he talks conference. about killing everybody. <laughs> like yeah. how they should just kill him. This is kind of when uh, Joker starts playing the game with her, mm -hmm. spouting off all the right answers. Like, he, what does he say? Something about empathy. Yeah, okay. He feels I empathy. mean, regret, guilt, empathy. They bring about hesitation, and on the streets, hesitation will get you caught, get you killed. I've always figured we killed that part of ourselves first. Straight out of her research. Yep. And I, I love this visual where he is the doctor now and she is 
uh, being put under the microscope. And at this point, she decides to unplug the camera because she's getting nowhere with him. And she lets him out of the jacket, too. And then he gives her a hug. <laughs> These covers are awesome. This is yeah, probably my favorite cover. Ah, I like the other ones better. <laughs> Five days after the hug. Before <laughs> she woke up wet um <laughs> was that later <laughs> i think that's later <laughs> I, mean, I read that and i was like yeah this is black label <laughs> no there it is there it is he got under my skin i didn't just snap out of my dream feeling sweaty i woke up wet jeez <laughs> <laughs> sexy joker you got it going uh, on here's more sexy joker for you everyone in this story sexy i swear <laughs> Everyone. Maybe not Hugo. Well, I mean, I mean uh, Hugo's strange. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. He looks like he could be in like a uh, porn video like later that day. I, I love this part where his heart is beating fast and she, he's like, no one's ever done that for me for a long time. Except, you know, shooting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she yells at Mr. Bronson to get the fuck out. Cause yeah, because he, he almost caught her. Yeah, she tries to put him in the jacket real quick. Yeah, this is where she's kind of feeling good about it and like, you know, I got a boyfriend and mm-hmm. stuff. It's funny. And then Harvey is like legit hallucinating, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. He's hallucinating being on the phone. Reminds me of my own life. <laughs> Oh, I have friends. No, it's just like, <laughs> I'm always on the phone. Oh, yeah. For your work. Yeah. Um, the executioners take him a visit, and they're like, hey, can we, uh, can we get you to help us? You know, if you point out um, the guilty, we can execute them. Because mm-hmm. you're the DA. Um, so he decides to do that. And Joker also is telling Harley about how um, the acid kind of damaged all his nerves. And we can't and, feel anything. Yeah, everything's numb. But, like, whenever he, he whenever he feels something, it has to be intense. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would not do anything. But, like, you'd, if you'd scratch him or something, he could feel it. Um but one day, Batman decides to pay a visit, and he's going to interrogate the Joker, and she stops it. Because that's my patient. That's my patient. <laughs> right here, she's putting up a, putting on a bunch of makeup, which she hasn't done in she years. She decides they're going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. Your discretion do. is advised. Did they do. Yeah, and there she's clawing his back and stuff. And, yeah. And then she wakes up all happy. What a book! Why do we like this book again? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is your Fifty Shades. I know, right? <laughs> right. And like this is a whole thing of like wanting to save the bad guy. Yeah. I can save him. Yep. That's basically Harley Harley Quinzel too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, Two-Face is planning 
uh, a prison breakout at mm-hmm. Arkham, and he's he's to thinking prove himself right. He's thinking like if if I let all these people out and they go and murder people all over the city, mm-hmm. cause havoc, um, then maybe they will see that I'm right. Yep. That they will kill all these. People. They will implement the death penalty finally. Yeah. Which honestly, yeah, kind of. Probably. His probably whole should. thing is like we've taken away the sword of Lady Justice, yep. and you know we can't do anything. Yep. And I kind of agree. So they break. If out. I lived in Gotham, all these people would be dead. <laughs> they break I out all these people. Commissioner. And uh, Joker dead. I love Killer Croc dead. I love how Joker says like, "Hey, these executioner guys are here to kill us all." And then Croc's like, "Nobody kills the Croc." Yeah, and tears this guy's arm like, off. Croc legit starts killing everyone. I, Bane and Batman are yeah, fighting Bane, outside. That, that shot of Bane was cool too. Is it Rob- Robin's fighting somebody, isn't he? Um, Didn't he say Robin's fighting somebody? I think somebody they too? mentioned Robin and Batgirl, but they never show up in this. Yeah, they never show up, but it said, like, Batman's fighting Bane, yeah. and then Robin and somebody's fighting somebody else. I love... Scarecrow, maybe. I love this oh. page of Croc. <laughs> Do you, did you remember when she went to the interview with um, Jim Gordon? And she was like, you know, last time I let somebody interview here, it was Jonathan Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you idiot, you just walked right into it. <laughs> Croc's gonna kill her, and uh, Ivy, Ivy saved her because her. because she showed her the sun. Do 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 do. And uh, then there's this whole showdown between uh, the police and Harvey. Yeah, and he, he flips two his guards. coin and kills them both. Pretty cool, Harvey. Honestly, I like it. Yeah. And uh, then he's about to kill Harley, but I think the coin doesn't flip right. I love this shot. How it's like yeah. life or death. Yeah, it's perfect. The lightning strike. That's cool. Then Joker shows up. Yeah. He hits uh He tries to do best two out of three when the coin doesn't flip right and Joker goes, Hey, that's cheating. Yep. Then hits him over the head with a brick. Yep. Oh man, he beats the crap out of him. He was gonna kill him too, and then Harley stopped and um, but then Mr. Bronson comes out of nowhere, and, you know, he doesn't trust the Joker, so he shoots him in the arm. Yep. And, um... Which, I mean, honestly, right thing yeah, to do. Yeah. You're defending a doctor with a crazy guy who just beat in a guy's face with a brick. But then Bronson, like, kind of throws Harley to the side and is going to shoot the Joker dead. And then yes. uh, she grabs a gun, and she says, like, I held it too tight, and, you know, I didn't practice trigger discipline. And uh, before she knew it, she had pulled the trigger and shot this guy down. Shot Bronson in the head. So Bronson, that's her first good kill. Good guy, Bronson. Yeah. Dead guy under Bronson also. Mm-hmm. But then she just starts laughing. Ha, and how, ha, 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 Joker was right. You know, we're all a monster, and I'm a monster yep. now, too. Yep. So now she's... I am a psycho. Good. Yeah. I like the Harvey Harley thing. Oh, yeah. Harvey and Harley. And then they make out. No kiss. And then we get the scene of Batman and Alfred talking about them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about how he put her into Joker's path because he funded her. 
yeah. research and then um, Alfred says that he thinks that they actually do like each other. So he blames himself for this. Yep. He feels responsible for Harley. And this last shot of classic Harley. With her little screaming former self in the background in the mirrors. Yeah, I like that too. I like that. Then we get all those cool variants. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool story. Yeah, I liked it. I really, really liked it. I think uh, I really like these black label books. I just hope they keep making them. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, kick off the comics cast, I did want to ask you about uh, Dan DeDio. Mm -hmm. Is that his name? What do you know about that situation? Because I don't really, I don't really follow. Oh. I knew he was in charge of publishing, right? Did he yes. start with he, New Fifty Two? He or? was co-publisher. Um, he came on before New Fifty Two, but not like terribly long before. It, like that was like his ship that he ran the New Fifty Two. Right. Um, Which it was successful. It was very successful. Um, it brought it actually brought a lot of people mm -hmm. back in. And the thing is, too, I mean, you started with New Fifty Two, didn't you? Yeah, pretty much. You started with New Fifty Two, and then like the movies had pretty much a wealth of ma new material to start with because they yeah. doing all the origin stories and stuff for them. Exactly. So it basically, wrote itself for them. Mm -hmm. So it's actually not as bad as a lot of people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. There's been worse periods for DC, definitely. Um, and, like, look at Marvel. They've rebooted, like, what, five times in the past ten years? So, I mean, you know. But, um, overall, Didio probably um, did a lot of good things for the company. Right. I think the main problem was probably internal because, like, there's not really a lot of information out there about it. So who's in charge now? Jim Lee? Um, I think on paper, yes. He is, like, the only publisher now. Mm-hmm. But I doubt that will last very long. Um, I don't know who they're going to get to replace him yet. So, that's up in the air. My main problem was, um, I don't know if this is him or if this is just, like, other people and he's just kind of, like, there and not doing much about it. But for a while now, DC has been really bad about putting out um, collected editions. Um, stuff like this, omnibus books. Um, now this stuff has been, you know, flawless coming out. But like, putting together omnibus editions has been really bad because like they've they've been soliciting books and then canceling them. And like, you know, you would get really excited for this book to come out, and I I even pre-ordered a couple in some cases, and then it's canceled. Yeah. So it's really discouraging. It makes me not want to buy anything from them. Yeah. Is it just that they don't get enough orders and that's why That's they what they say, but I can tell you that's not the reason. Why would you? That's a terrible way to, like, gauge your business. Interest, though. right? Yeah, yeah, put it out and say that it's coming this day yeah. and then it doesn't. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, if that's the case, like, do, like, a Kickstarter for the book. <laughs> yeah. Let the people pay for it. But, like... That that can't be their reason because like they didn't give the book enough time to even develop pre-orders. Right. The book I'm talking about was uh, Superman, Man of Steel. I remember that. That was that, on that solicitation like four times. Yeah, they they only had it solicited for like maybe a month or two, mm -hmm. and then it was outright canceled. Yeah. Um. So. But then right after that, they announced a a hardcover of it. 
which yeah. is just like you know shorter than this it's regular comic size but it was like gonna be maybe a third of of that book in just one hardcover so mm-hmm. like you could tell that was their plan all along is to just bleed the market out for more money and then put the omnibus out later yeah and they even said that yeah <laughs> like that's a terrible way to to do business but um yeah that's my only gripe with the whole video thing mm-hmm um, I'm honestly not like terribly sad to see him go, um, because because of that. But also, the guy was really enthusiastic and like yeah. had a passion for his what he Instagram was, doing. was really cool. Yeah, I mean he's probably a cool dude, but yeah. like I think the problem was he was a little bit too like hands on with yeah. the creators, and that might be why they decided. I saw a lot of creators go. tweets, and they were like. You know, we didn't agree on a lot of this, but I had a lot of respect for him. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The, like, most of the tweets sounded along those lines. Of, I didn't agree with him every time. But, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, with DC right now, they've got the, what, they, they did Rebirth, right? And what's this 5G thing? So, I'm not going to lie, Riley, you texted me this 5G thing. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, Time Warner, so I'm thinking, like, 5G and AT&T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's not going to be an issue. 5G is going to be fine. Yeah. I weird. didn't realize that 5G was an actual, like, new We really don't DC know a lot line. about 5G right now. Okay. Um, the rumor is that, like, they're trying to <clears throat> kind of set a more <coughs> in-stone timeline for the universe. <coughs> so, like... I guess more accurately aging characters which I like that which might include things like replacing Batman replacing Superman oh that's what Marvel did yeah I don't like that exactly um I don't know how much of that was Didio mm-hmm. and um so I don't know if they're gonna like continue with that idea or if they're gonna change it uh, my guess is that they'll change it a bit but I don't know in some ways I like it in some ways I don't yeah. I don't. I, I mean, don't if see... they keep doing black label stuff with old characters, yeah, and then they I mean... have new, new Batman, new whatever. Yeah. It's like I love Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't see much of a problem with where they are right now. Like I like the DC universe right now. I think yeah. it's good. Yeah. I think there's a lot of good stuff to it. Um, it could have been better if Doomsday Clock came out on time because that was supposed to like impact the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was their direction with Rebirth. That was their plan. Um, but even so, I still think universe is at a good spot. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to change, but they're going to keep the same. Um, but yeah. Remember we had a Superman and they just killed him. (laughs) Yeah. They brought him back. It's killed him. Is there two Lois Lanes now? I don't think so. What happened to the new 52 Lois Lane? She died too. You know, I really don't even remember what happened. Okay. I was just curious. Because I know New 52, Superman's dead. And then they brought back... Well, they they merged the original Superman with the New 52 Superman uh, okay. to make him the Superman. Yeah. But he's still... It's kind of weird. He's still mainly the other one, though, right? Uh, the one with the son. Like in character, yes. Yeah, married to Lois. He, yeah, he has yeah. the son and he's married, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why I was curious. I was like, "What happened to all these other characters?" <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a weak way to do it, but at the same time, they really didn't have much to else do. to do, and no one liked this new Superman. Yeah. And so, 
Don't blame him. Don't blame him. But that was the Chimmy Comics cast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Sorry for the lateness of the episode. My birthday was last week, so... Anyways, we hope you enjoyed. Please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Upcoming events for the schedule on... Watchmen. Watchmen. Watchmen will be done. What else? Anything else? Oh, we will be recording a Doomsday Clock Doomsday in the future. Doomsday Clock, Watchmen, Chimmy Culture Cast. I've got a novel book. I'm about to novel record. book. All kinds of stuff. All right, lots of stuff coming, guys. Hope you enjoyed this video, and please give us a thumbs up. See you guys.